Hey, there's a guy waiting patiently on the line. I think he's in the Queensland capital. He's our favourite motor racing driver. It's Lightning Luke King. Standing ovation for hey. Lightning Luke. I think he likes to be called LLK these days because uh, he's got a rap career on the side. LLK, good morning, mate. Uh, good morning, mate. I, I don't know about that, but uh, yeah, look, if, if, if you want to intro me as uh, the next Slim Shady, then that's fine with me. <laughs> uh, we want to talk specifically about the final event of the season, so at Bathurst, which in, in, in years gone by, it's been a happy hunting ground for you, but what unfolded last weekend? Oh, mate, we uh, we probably got uninvolunta- well, involuntarily involved in um, in some championship <laughs> deciders. Um, we were, you know, pretty pretty happy to mind our own business uh, over the weekend. You know, we uh, for people who who follow the TCR Australia series, we weren't fighting for a championship, which um, was actually quite nice to go to Bathurst and just you know not not have any pressure on us and really focus on on trying to get a good result for the weekend. Um, so yeah, we we struggled a bit in qualifying. Uh, we didn't quite have the setup knowledge, just being a, a small team. So we kind of we got there on you know Saturday morning um, in qualifying. It was it was a little bit tough for us, but uh, my engineer Tony Woodward, who is Andre Heimgartner's engineer in supercars, um, we worked really hard on on the Friday night to to put a good car together for me in qualifying, and we managed to just settle in outside the top 10 behind Michael Caruso and Will Brown. And, uh, yeah, race one turned into an absolute shit fight, to be honest. So, uh, yeah, it was uh, there was cars all over the place. And, uh, unfortunately, Jordan Cox, uh, who is one of the main contenders for the championship, um, ran into me at the cutting and, uh, yeah, destroyed our race and, and ruined his championship. Yeah, Luke. Well, that's 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 pretty disappointing, really. And uh, uh, so, what was the outcome of the of the day? So, who who were, who were the big winners? And uh, and I suppose just gives a bit of summary of, of your season. Yeah, sure. So, I, I think across the weekend, um, you know, like the the story going into the weekend was that Jordan Cox in in the Peugeot was um, you know probably a fair shot at winning the championship. He was, you know, only 40 or so points off Tony D'Alberto in the Honda. Um, and, it, you know, the Peugeot and Jordan had been quite strong um, at Bathurst over, over the last year. Um, so I think everyone thought that he was going to have a fair old run at it. And um, he somehow managed to, to come into contact with uh, James Moffat, who was his teammate uh, in qualifying. So as I've driven out of pit lane up over Mountain Strait, uh, I saw Moffat with a wheel hanging off in the middle of the middle of the track, and um, and Jordan was a bit further up the road at turn two, and I just yeah I could not believe what what I was seeing um, to have those two cars go out in in a warm up lap of qualifying. Um, so that was kind of you know Jordan was was on the back foot for the weekend, so I think everyone knew that he was going to try and come from the rear of the field. Um, and, yeah, I sort of ended up embroiled in, in a few penalty conversations because um, <laughs> we just got bashed around on, on the weekend, mate. Um, you know, Michael Caruso uh, moved over on myself and Will Brown going up Mountain Straight, and we almost had a, a monumental accident um, going, going up the straight, similar to what happened at the Bathurst 1000. Um, so, 
So, yeah, I found myself uh, doing a, a TV interview with Chris Stubbs um, at the end of race one on, on a uh, on a on a top of a bin lid filling out penalty forms, which uh, which I was right, right to do because they all they all got nailed for it. Hey, uh, by the way, you can't say anything disparaging about Michael Caruso. Greg Ferguson is here from Robson Civil Projects. Michael Caruso is their man. We're at the open day for Robson Civil Projects. We can't have anything said about Michael Caruso moving in on you at Bathurst. Oh, mate. Well, look, uh, yeah, I was I was proved right by the uh, the driving standards advisor, Alex Alex Davidson. So I don't know, Greg. I don't know. Say say your piece, mate. Michael got penalised. Wasn't my fault. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Lightning Luke. Uh, it must have been a really frustrating year for you. I mean, Bathurst is a place where you've won on numerous occasions, where you've been super fast. Gee, you've had some drama there over the years as well, including you know, rolling about seven or eight times down in the chase. Uh, like Gary said, just give us your thoughts overall on this season. Oh, look, you know, we, we came into, into the year with, um, like we we hadn't done the first two rounds, and you know we'd struggled to to put our deal together um, from a sponsorship and a financial standpoint. Um, I think we were very lucky to get the deal the, that we did with uh, Michael King, who's no relation to me, but um, happened to to own a, a, a very good low kilometre Hyundai i30 that was um, was sitting in his shed. And, you know, we put that deal together over a Zoom call while he was on the Gold Coast. Um, we'd never met before. We'd never met his team. And, you know, we showed up to Bathurst about a week and a half later for, for the third round of the series. And, um, you know, from, from there, we've just, it's just been a slow build for us. Um, and I think, you know, we've, we've been one of the only privateers to make the podium. Uh, we've outperformed the, the factory Hyundai team at um, Queensland Raceway. You know, I've been lucky enough to have Jason Bright working with me this year, and we finally got Brighty uh, on the tools. Uh, Lightning, Luke, I know you love Robson Civil Projects. I do I do, mate? And it's it's interesting that you guys were up at Tomago there. I've actually, uh, when I was uh, working as a fitter and turner up at the uh, the power stations um, on in the Hunter there, I was uh, I actually got the chance to drive a Caterpillar C11 and Dozer, one of the biggest dozers they make, um, up on the the coal the coal uh, the coal site there, and. Uh, couple of front-end loaders, so I'm sure it sounds like everyone's having a lot of fun at the come and try today. Yeah, Fergie just put the headphones on, so he said he drove a, a Caterpillar D11, Lightning Luke King. Oh, did he? How fast How fast were you going in that, mate? <laughs> Only about 10Ks, mate, but I was probably pushing about 10,000 tonnes. <laughs> sounds like a fair bit of dirt. What, um, so what would be your yeah. piece of plan of choice, Luke? Oh, um, oh, I know what well, it would be, reckon, an LMP3 car. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%. Actually, maybe an LMP1. Well, we'll go with the whole hog, I reckon. Um, but if it, if it had to be something that... I, I actually wouldn't mind uh, having a crack at a digger, you know? Like, you know, oh, spinning yeah. around, doing 360s and, you know, digging holes. That, that sounds all right. <laughs> There's a little, yeah. bit, little bit more to it than that, mate. Yeah. You can give it a crack. That sounds good. Hey, uh, Lightning yeah. Luke, you may, have heard, you, you may have heard the news overnight about Daniel Ricciardo. So off to Red Bull as their yeah. number three. Is that correct? 
Yeah, yeah. From from what I have seen so far, unfortunately, my uh, my internet is out at home at the moment, so I haven't been able to watch the <laughs> F1 show. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's um, it's interesting that he's he's going that way. I, I don't think, from what I can see, it's been fully confirmed yet. But um, Helmut Marco, who is the notorious ruthless uh, driver manager at Red Bull Racing, as sounds like he's dropped it in a in an interview um, that he's done with some German media. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting that Danny's made that choice. He's obviously going back to his happy place at Red Bull where he, you know, had so much success and, and they obviously gave him his first opportunity in, in F1. So uh, I think it be, could be a good thing for him to go back to, to his roots. Um, I know that there is a really good Kiwi driver waiting in the wings there named Liam Lawson. Um, so I don't know... Uh, like whether Danny and Liam are going to be the two guys that get put together there. Liam's obviously a lot younger than Danny Rick. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how the dynamic works. So obviously, Max kind of uh, <laughs> uh, slapped Sergio Perez in the face last week in Brazil by not uh, not being a team player and, and giving him his position back. Um, so who knows? what is going to happen with the relationship between Max and Sergio. So if something goes on there and they end Sergio's contract early, Danny Rick could be back in a Red Bull sooner than, than we think. Uh, Luke, how important it was for Danny Rick to actually still stay in the Formula 1 system to, to, for, the, for his dream to get back as a Formula 1 driver? Oh, look, uh, I think, you know, he has been saying this whole time that F1 is where his passion's at. He's knocked back drives in IndyCar and, and possible opportunities in NASCAR, which I think would have both been massive for him with the personality that he's got. Um, I don't know. It's a very hard question to answer whether he should have actually taken one of the lower Formula One seats or, or go down the reserve driver role that, that he's done. Um I think you can see guys like Nico Hülkenberg, uh, Nick DeFries, who have both been reserve drivers for Mercedes-Benz and Aston Martin this year, have now got seats back on the grid. Hülkenberg uh, is replacing Mick Schumacher, and DeFries is uh, is replacing Nick Latifi at uh, at Williams. So. Um, you know, the reserve driver role is a good spot to be. Um, he can sort of survey what's going on and, and maybe actually have a bit of a breather. I think it's been a really rough time for him at McLaren. Um, so for him to maybe just step back, look at, you know, how it all is working and, and where he really wants to be could be a good thing. And I don't think that um, I don't think that it seals the end of his F1 career like a, a lot of people have sort of been saying. Yeah, well, there's an article on Nine's Wide World of Sports, and it says that Lawson in the reserve role means Ricardo could move into a development driver role where he mentors young drivers coming through the Red Bull Academy. Uh, Lightning, Luke, I'd rather hear what you're up to. What's happening for you in 2023? Mate, well, uh, TCR have, uh, worldwide, have just announced something really exciting, which is the TCR World Tour. Um, of which uh, the last, the final two rounds are going to be here in Australia. So um, it's going to be, uh, I think, four rounds in Europe, three rounds in the Americas, one in Asia, and, and two here in Australia. So um, TCR, we, we met a guy named Marcello Lotti, who is the head of the WSC group over in Europe, and they're the governing body who run TCR. So what he's trying to do is create a 
ranking system worldwide, similar to tennis or golf, where Luke King can be ranked against the number one, or, you know, the, the best, one of the best guys in Europe, and you've got an actual system there where we're all driving the same cars, so we can be we can be ranked against each other. So, I think at the moment I'm I'm ranked 93 out of you know over a thousand um, TCR drivers around the world. So. We made the, the hottest 100 of, of TCR drivers, so um, I, I think we'll con- continue to, to pursue the TCR stuff, but um, some exciting news. We've, we've been talking to uh, to one of uh, the, the sports uh, or supercars' um, biggest uh, supercar teams, um, so we're possibly looking at a Super 2 drive with them for, for next season, but uh, we can't can't say who it is right now. Yeah, fantastic, mate. I think you should be top 50, uh, but it's great that you've made the hottest 100. Hey, also, can we just, uh, on this interview, your younger brother, Blake King, he's played his final college game of NFL American football. Uh, Tell us more and what, what a superb career. Yeah, no, he's done a great job. Um, he, he luckily got to play his last game at, at a um, stadium called the Fargo Dome uh, in in North Dakota. So uh, that was one of the is is one of the Division One colleges where the Bisons play. Uh, so yeah, he's he's rounded out the season with a heap of highlights, um, a bunch of intercepts, and uh, I think player player of the the match or, or coaches player um, and a, a couple of other awards as well. So. We're super proud of him here. Um, I know that um, now that his college career is, is finished, he uh, is already reaching out to, to teams in Europe and America as a free agent. So, uh, yeah, we don't know what's going to happen with Blakey just yet. But, um, yeah, he could, could be off to Europe to play in the Euro Leagues of the, the NFL. Or, um, yeah, you might, uh, you might see him pop up on social media doing what they call combines, uh, over in the US, which is like a, a scouting area, basically for, for NFL teams. So, um, yeah, I think he's gonna. He'll be going hard over there until till the end of the year to to impress as a free agent, and, and hopefully he gets uh, gets picked up on a multi million dollar contract so he can help me pay for some of my racing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fantastic. There is a third king. There, there's another sibling, but uh, can they stack? Can they stack up to you and Blake? Oh, look, Grant Grant stacks up to us big time. He's just the, the quiet quiet achiever. He's he's just started his own uh his own business in uh in the software industry and uh yeah, he's uh he's making he's making waves and he's probably the best looking of the three King brothers as well. Yeah, right. Gee, that'd be hard. Uh because uh, Actually, you know you're Steve a... <laughs> Did you know did you know that Liz Brown, my beautiful girlfriend place well she she lift she competed in her first amateur uh powerlifting competition competition on the weekend she was she weighed in at 49 kilos her heaviest deadlift <laughs> was 110 kg and she she is a shot of making the australian national team for her uh for her weight class so uh so lizzie b is is punching in the uh in the sporting arena now as well yeah, I saw that, and it deserves a uh, standing ovation. Uh, just, hey. mag- just magnificent. Hey, we need to leave it there. We're off to the news, but uh, as always, thanks for your time. Lightning Luke King, or LLK, as we like to call you. <laughs> thanks, guys. Have a, have a great Christmas and a happy New Year.